0: It's time for a new edition of Phillies Talk Podcast with Rich Baxter and Matt Veazey, the longest running independent podcast talking about the Philadelphia Phillies baseball. On this edition, we talk about the start off for 2023, our predictions for the Phillies and what they need to be successful in going forward. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this edition of Phillies Talk Podcast for April 12th, 2023. And the season is underway for baseball and the Phillies, and I couldn't be happier. I'm joined with my co-host, a good friend, Mr. Matt Veazey.
1: How are you, Matt? Awesome, Rich. How, are you? How about yourself?
0: Not bad today. Um Forecast is for about 80 degrees across the uh, Philadelphia area, South Jersey, Delaware, all places in between. And we have some afternoon baseball as of the time we're recording this podcast, as of the time our listeners uh, listen to this. It'll probably be over, of course, but uh, we've seen a little bit of a mixed bag from the Phillies so far in the first, uh, what, 11 games, 4-7 uh, and seven record Sort of uh, six of one, half a dozen of another with the Phillies so far.
1: They can't really get on a roll, Rich. You know, and the the biggest factor in that so far has actually been a couple of guys that we would think that they could count on. Uh, b- meaning uh, starting pitchers Aaron Nolan, Zach Wheeler, the two aces of the team really haven't gotten it rolling yet. And, uh, if they had gotten better efforts from those two guys, uh, they probably were winning record right now. So, uh, the offense, uh, uh, it's been okay for the most part. As uh, they, they really manhandled, uh, defending National League Cy Young award winner <laughs> from the, uh, Florida Marlins the other night uh Florida Marlins <laughs> show my age the Miami Marlins uh the other night with a fantastic effort but it's uh you know the the pitching the starting pitching and occasionally the relievers uh, just hasn't uh, been what we expected i think so far
0: yeah it's it's been a a sputter start to the season so far uh 2023 i don't think a lot of people expected the phillies to come out and be world beaters and Yeah, they weren't world beaters. They started the season off 0-4 right out of the gate. So that telling you uh, right off the bat made a lot of people nervous. There was a lot of rumblings. Oh, Rob Thompson's at fault. This one's at fault. As you said, starting pitching hasn't been reliable. And we even saw that last night with Aaron Nola getting another start. And he just—he was just hanging some breaking balls up there basically a few times, and the Marlins made him pay for that. And the Phillies offense just couldn't get started. For some reason, I think we're seeing Aaron Nola pick up where Cole Hamels used to be years ago, where the Phillies, when they are behind certain pitchers, they just can't seem to hit. And I think Nola has, has gotten that, um, that new job, so to speak, <laughs> somehow.
1: Well, Nolan didn't help himself. And he, he really hasn't yet so far this year in his starts, he's, he got off to a good start. Like uh, it's pretty typical first time through the lineup. He does pretty well for the most part, but uh, like he came unglued, you know, there and the, was like the fourth inning or fifth inning. And uh, he, they just, they need better from him. You know, he needs to be able to, he needs to be able to go out there and give them a quality start. And that's, That's who Aaron Nola is. Aaron Nola is coming into this season. Aaron Nola has consistently been... One of the top 20, 25 starting pitchers in all of baseball. Uh, not necessarily always one of the maybe the top five guys, but if you go down the list, he's always consistently been in that top tier of starting pitchers in Major League Baseball. And Phillies had to count on that coming into the season. You, you would figure with him being in a contract year, he's, he's looking to have a big free agent deal, whether it's from the Phillies or some other team. And uh, you would expect, you know, that that would get you to bear down more and bring out your best effort, and it often, it often does with players, but it hasn't manifested so far with with Nola. But uh, you know, being the dead horse, there uh, he hasn't had a good start. Let's hopefully, let's hope he picks it up. Let's hope it's nothing physical. Uh, something that they can work with on them and get them uh, squared away. The uh, club's four and seven right now. As you mentioned, they started out zero and four, so they're four and three since then. They haven't lost consecutive games since that zero and four start. So that that's something to build on, you know. But you're. You know, you don't want to be dwelling, uh, piddling around for too long below 500. The Braves are already off to an eight and four start, and they have a good ball club. You know, you don't want to get too far behind them. The Mets, I think, uh, you know, they're they're struggling a little bit, but they're still at 500. They had some injury problems of their own, and maybe not as big as the Phillies, you know, losing guys like Hoskins and Harper, you know, but still uh, – I think the Mets, you know, got to be pretty happy with being at 500 right now with the the few injury problems that they've had. And uh, if you look around the rest of the National League, Milwaukee's off eight and three. Uh, the Cardinals are off to a just as bad a start as the Phillies at four and seven. Uh, they were expected to contend. Uh, the Dodgers are only playing five hundred ball. Uh, the Padres, even you know, they're expected to be a big ball club this year. They still may be uh, played the Phillies in the NL Championship last year, but they're they're seven and five. So nobody's really you know other than the Milwaukee who's off to that great eight and three start. Uh, you know Pittsburgh seven and four. there's just no way that that team is going, that's a, that's a quick start. There's no way that team's going to keep up that pace. Uh, the Cubs at six and four, uh, they were one of my surprise picks coming into the season. If you uh, go back to MattBeezy.com and look at my preseason predictions that I just put out a couple of weeks ago, the Cubs were were my pick to be a surprise team this year. And they're off to a nice six and four start there in the central. Mm Mm-hmm. But really, you know, uh, the big the big thing if I'm the Phillies is I'm watching the Braves and the you know Atlanta's off to that eight and four start. They've got Ronald Acuna back this year. Uh, They've they've got some pitching problems, but if they can square those away a little bit, they're going to be really dangerous all year uh, given health. So the Phillies already behind the eight ball because of some health issues. Uh, Now the, the especially their top starting pitchers haven't come through. They really got to start getting this, this, that squared away. They got to, they got to start getting the pitching squared away, Rich, if they want to go on a run and really get established themselves early on here as the, the contender that, that we all believe they are.
0: That's for sure. And, uh, to just back up a little bit, we didn't get a chance to give our Phillies predictions for the season. Our schedules, uh, precluded it. So why don't we, uh, give a minute or two to that before we go on talking about the start of the season um we'll give ourselves the benefit of an extra what eight ten days since the season started here maybe even 12 days or so uh four and seven as we're doing this podcast as we just said but uh let's let's roll through what we think the Phillies will do for 2023 up into including uh, even making the playoffs, or perhaps a return to the World Series. I'll let you take it first. I know you had that wonderful post on MattVizi.com, and you can also follow Matt at his Twitter feed at PhilliesBell, and as much as if you would like to follow mine, of course at FightingPhillies without the G. So, uh, Matt, why don't you go ahead with your 2023 Phillies prediction? Uh, we got the little benefit of 12 days into the future.
1: Sure. Well, it's actually the last piece that I've written. Uh, I haven't been writing a lot this year so far at my website. I'm going to pick that up, uh, that pace up a little bit. But it was back on March 26th uh, before the season got rolling that I did my Phillies and Major League preview section. And I pick the Phillies to come in third place in the National League East behind Atlanta and New York, which is uh, you know the top two teams right now. In fact, just uh, two weeks into the season. So I picked the Phillies for third, which is where they finished last year, and I predicted that they would become one of the wild card teams. I actually have them as the second wild card team um if you want my predictions for the for each of the divisions uh for each of the playoff races, you can go to mappeasy and pull up that uh last article from march twenty sixth and you can see all of my predictions for the the Phillies uh, for the rest of the divisions in baseball. Uh, I do have the Phillies going far again in the postseason. You can see just how far, if you want to take a look at that article. Cool. But yeah, I had them for third place. Um, you know, until the Bryce Harper returns, I saw some uh, the, the problem, you know, we, we knew at the time that Reese was injured, so mm-hmm. it looked like Derek Hall was going to be the first baseman for the most part. He was certainly mm-hmm. going to play against all the right-handers, which is probably, you know, th- three-quarters of the starts. And there's another unfortunate injury, Rich. Yep. Uh, Hall's shown a lot of power between the minor leagues and the big leagues. And, you know, I really, I really thought that at least on the field – the Phillies weren't going to lose a lot with Hoskins being out, but now Hall's out himself for you know for a couple of months. So, you know, another blow there for the Phillies lineup. So um, it's going to be interesting to see how they they manage how Thompson manages the lineup through that. But uh, it's going to be a struggle because of the injuries uh, to even, especially if they don't get that starting pitching to even maintain that third place that I uh, that I predicted.
0: That's awesome. Nice predictions there. And I'll spell it out for anybody that hasn't been to your website, mattvease com. It's MattVeasy.com. You can check out his baseball <laughs> writings there, uh, all on the Phillies predictions as well, as he just mentioned. And I'll just roll through mine uh, from the top of my head for the Phillies. I kind of see them. Uh, I predicted, believe it or not, the Phillies uh, – to go back to the World Series on my other uh, podcast I do with uh, uh, Gary Mack called Baseball Talk Radio Show, the Baseball Talk Radio Show, if you want to check it out on uh, any podcast format. Um, I think the Phillies are going to get it together. I, I thought that they were going to do very well this season, um, possibly even winning the division. I know that's pie-in-the-sky thought right now. I think I still favor the Mets to win the division just solely based on their starting pitching, uh, if that becomes healthy with uh, Scherzer and, uh, you know, et al., all of the others. Uh, but they have Cody Senga now uh, that fired a nice first game for them at home the other day.
1: Verlander, um, he'll be back soon. Yeah,
0: Verlander. Uh, those two, Verlander. And um, Scherzer, they're in the same group. You know, they're going to be – if they make it the whole season, it's going to be amazing. And if they do, the Mets are going to really, really go far in this division. If they end up hurt most of the year, then, of course, it's going to be a different story. But if they can keep healthy, I think it may be the Mets' division this year. I, I see them uh, taking it almost with the Phillies coming in a close second. The Braves, I I feel they're going to falter again. I could be wrong. I see them at third with a finish. I see the Phillies being at least a wild card again with uh, equaling maybe 89, 90 victories this year. Um, And that's going to be a tall task, as you said, just upon their start of the season. they're, um, They're starting pitching looking a little suspect to start off the year. Zach Wheeler pitching this afternoon as we're doing the podcast. Um, And as you said, Aaron Nola, he's 0-2 with a 7.04 ERA after last night's loss uh, to the Marlins. And that's not Aaron Nola. That's not the Aaron Nola that we know. But it's Aaron Nola for 2023, unfortunately. And as you said, he's going for the contract year, quote-unquote. Uh, it's pretty humorous on Twitter when people, you know, he's pitching and uh, oh, there goes his $200 million contract. It's now $150 million they were tweeting last night. It's a little humorous. He's going to get paid. Don't worry about it. There's only but so many aces to go around in the MLB. He's one of them. Um, I think he's assured a payday from somebody, if not the Phillies, next year. It'll be Somebody guaranteed. Now, if he has a total bomb year, that could change. Uh, if he keeps pitching the way he is and ends up 4-12 uh, and 12 or something at, at the All-Star break, who knows what's going to happen with Aaron Nola uh, for 2024 and beyond. But I think he's going to find it. The Phillies are going to uh, get this offense churning. We've seen little bits and pieces of it already this year. They've sort of teased us a little bit. They've been terrible at times running the bases like little leaguers as John Kruk blurted out the other night uh, out by a mile running through stop signs things like that but if this offense can get churning we've seen what they're capable of against Alcantara uh, with that 15 to 3 victory they've got a juggernaut waiting to explode and if they can just get it together and, and even that out and bring up that starting pitching. I think we can see a lot of series wins this year. Maybe not domination, but the Phillies staying in the race, um getting some respect, you know, that a lot of the fans jumped off board right away including WIP. They were very tough on Rob Thompson. Uh, Thompson uh, uh you know, to the point where I couldn't even listen to the radio. I had to turn it off. I mean, it's just like Come on, give me a break. There was four games into the season, and they were ready to jump off the Ben Franklin Bridge for God's sakes. You know, it's a long season. It's a fast season with the new uh, time clock, but um, don't lose faith in the Phillies yet. Is my my word.
1: I don't pay much attention to sports talk radio. Rich, in fact, I don't pay any attention to it. I don't. I don't listen to sports talk radio. There's a lot of negative on either they're being negative or they're. Uh, they're talking about the Eagles, and so I don't really have a lot of time a day for Philadelphia sports talk radio. It's uh, uh, it's not worth my time, but I think that uh, you, you have it right. That I think a big thing with the Phillies is uh, staying in the race. You know, they, like I said, they'll get Hall back at some point. We know they're going to get Bryce back at some point. They're already working on modifying his, his, uh, sliding. And supposedly that's the big thing that they're concerned with. He's already hitting off of full speed pitching. So, uh, it's looking more and more like Bryce has a great chance now to be back. Maybe around, I'm talking about Memorial day now, uh, that's a whole different story than the all-star break. You know what I'm saying? So uh, even if it's like, say around June 1st, that's six weeks sooner than the all-star break. So uh, if they can, if they can get Bryce back and, for two thirds of this season, uh, that's fantastic news for the Phillies. Even if even if he is only the DH for the entirety of the twenty twenty three season, we saw what he can do with a bat in his hand last year as the DH. So uh, this bat, this bat, this lineup is a lot longer when it has guys like Derek Hall and. uh and Reese and apologize. Uh, Bryce Harper in it. So uh, especially against right-handers, I mean, those two guys would be would help uh, the the club become a wrecking crew against right-handers. Right now, they uh, have gotten good starts from uh, actually a phenomenal start from Alec Bohm, who's playing like an all-star to this point. He's filling in admirably at first base, uh, half about half the nights it seems now, and they're letting Edmundo Sosa play a lot of third base. It looks like Thompson's going to uh, use that alignment at least against left-handed pitching and uh, possibly against some right-handers as well. Uh, Boehm's also played a nice third base you know, when he plays his natural position. They've gotten a fantastic start out of Bryson Stott so uh Bohm and Stot, two homegrown products who they they really coming into the season, they were looking at hey, if these two guys can step up, this lineup can really explode. Well, not they have stepped up to this point. They've not only stepped up, they've been the two best, most consistent offensive producers so far for the Phillies in the first couple of weeks. And then another guy that everybody said has to step up. If this team wants to reach its, you know, really full potential and possibly contend for a division crown, Nick Castellanos. And Castellanos has stepped up. Yeah. Uh, maybe behind just Bowman Stott, he's been the next, most productive hitter Um, nick he's he's had some ups and downs but for the most part he has produced so far he's hitting 300 so far Mm -hmm. Uh, he's got an 879 ops if he did that over the course of a full season uh, you have to be happy the the only thing right now with Castiano is he hasn't left the yard yet, uh, yeah. no home runs. But he does, I believe, he's leading the National League, maybe all of baseball with seven doubles. Yeah. Trey Turner, uh, he's done well so far. He's hitting 313, but you can. Ex- I think we can expect a lot more out of Turner. He's stolen two bases. I think that's... I think you're going to see that number explode at some point, Rich. I don't know if he's still getting his feel for the new rules or the team, the ballpark. Maybe it's just been the situation so far, but Turner himself has not one yard and he's going to hit, you know, 20 plus homers over the course of the season, uh, maybe approaching 25, 30 homers. So we know he's going to pick up that pace at some point and the steals, you know, a steal a week average for Trey Turner, he's going to be more like a two to three steal per week guy uh, by the time it's all over. So I think even though he's hitting 313 so far, he's second on the team with 15 hits behind only uh, Stott. But the best is still yet to come from Trey Turner. Kyle Schwarber uh, has got three homers. He's tied with Bohm for the team lead, but that's really all they've gotten out of um Schwarber so far is the three homers. Uh, he had a couple doubles too, but he's only hitting 200 and his OPS is only 694. They, they really need to start getting more consistent production out of Kyle Schwarber. Um, JT Romuto hasn't started hitting yet. He had a fantastic, um, Spring and especially down there in the World Baseball Classic playing for Team USA, but it's only hitting 222 so far in the season. So uh, Schwarber and Muto can certainly be a little more consistent. We're going to get more out of Turner. So uh, I think once they start going, if uh, Boehm, Stock, Castellanos can keep up what they've been doing, this lineup has a lot to offer. Uh, and I think that they have another, another gear that they can go to, another level that they can go to offensively. Uh, it's really going to come down for me rich to that pitching you know they have to get the pitching squared away
0: yep and as you said Schwarber's had that slow start he had a slow start last year even though we remember uh being at opening day when he hit that opening day home run i think he was first up at bat uh that was that was a phenomenal way to start 2022 i knew at that point something special for the phillies was in store uh just from that but uh yeah, it was an exciting open to that. Uh, we both actually attended 2023 opening day, and that was awesome as well. Um, we've seen some base running gaffs by Schwerber already. Hopefully that will, uh, you know, eliminate. And um, one guy that I saw in person that, you know, I had initially ragged him on, in my Twitter feed and maybe even in my blog at com was Gregory Soto. I was was down on him, but seeing him in person at Yankee Stadium uh, about a week ago or so, I was impressed with him so much that I'm in his corner now. He can do no wrong, basically, um, unless he blows a few games, of course, down the road, but He's such a phenomenal pitcher. He didn't even use warm-up time in New York when they put him on the mound. He he had 30 seconds left to warm up and he was just like, "I'm ready to go, you know, let's do this." And he he was throwing darts to home plate at 100 miles an hour right down the center like, "Hit me if you can." Um, you know, going right after hitters. He's he's a phenomenal exciting type of pitcher. He's he's one of those closers that I think down the road we may see him close for the Phillies, even though they have, quote-unquote, four guys that can do it at this time. Uh, Soto might be your man as far as, you know, that fireball pitcher, uh, the guy that's going to come in and not be afraid to go after anybody either. He goes right at him, And uh, he's an exciting, sort of like a Billy Wagner from from what I remember from years ago. He just has a ton of fire and just comes right at you. So, uh looking forward to see him later in the season. And as the season goes on, uh, a little reveal for our listeners. I teased a little bit about what jersey I was going to buy this year. And I ended up buying number eight. As you said, uh, Castellanos had a good start to this year. He's been a doubles hitting machine. Uh, So that's the jersey that I ended up with. So uh, you see me around the ballpark in a number eight jersey authentic jersey from uh, the Phillies you'll you might be me so uh that was my jersey purchase of the year probably my only one at that price for sure um but yeah I'm hoping the Castellanos has a great year I think he will and he's off to a great start
1: yeah back to the pitching Rich um you mentioned Soto. Now, you look at his numbers, and, and it's typical of the Phillies bullpen. If you look down all their numbers, it doesn't look good right now. He's got an eight three one ERA after six games. Um, he's allowed five runs, four of them earned in four and a third innings. His whip is on 185. So they uh, don't, the numbers but they don't tell but, you
0: that in the press I notes. I'm looking no, at let, the press let, notes. He yeah, looks let, like let me
1: finish up, Rich. Don so I'm, not, done. <laughs> I'm not done, Rich. Okay. Let me finish up. Okay. But. As I said, those are the raw numbers, the way they look if you look at the numbers. The but is, but his batting average against is only 188, which is phenomenal. He has three straight scoreless outings, and four of his last five outings have been scoreless. He, his, his blow up came in his first appearance uh, back on March 30th at Texas. He allowed uh, three earned runs, didn't didn't get out of the inning that he pitched, uh, a couple of hits. He he really got whacked around in that first appearance with the Phillies. And then in one of the games at Yankee Stadium, he allowed a home run. Uh, but he, he struck out three guys, but he also walked two and allowed a home run. But uh, that those are the, his two blips. Like I said, in, in three straight games, he's now been scoreless and four of five. So... Uh, he has actually started, uh, as you mentioned, he started to look really good. Uh, that 188 batting average against is phenomenal. So I think we it, 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 can eliminate and you can never. Uh, I mean, obviously, I'm sure pitchers would love to say if I could just take uh, with one or two games out of my uh, record, you know, my numbers would look a lot better. Of course, you can't do that. Yeah. But as long as we don't get too many of those blow ups, Rich, you know, like he had in his first outing, he looks pretty good, actually, in his last, and, uh, like I said, in four of his last five outings. Uh, you know, the other guys, you know, uh, Bellotti and Brogdon, uh their ERA is both north of four. Their whips are both over 1.4. Sir Anthony got blown up in his last outing. He has not looked good at all. Uh, his his whip is two seven five uh, after his first five games his ERA is over fifteen. Kimbrel's ERA is over ten after five games with a two five four whip. Uh, th- that is unacceptable. Rich uh, yeah. Bilotti, Brogdon, Sir Anthony, Kimbrel. Those are four key relievers for the Phillies, and those guys have to lock it down a little bit better. They've gotten phenomenal work out of Jose Alvarado, who has really, since last June, has been one of the best relievers in baseball. He's, I think, he struck out like the last something like the last ten or eleven batters that he's faced overall. He's got eleven strikeouts and no walks this season. He's, he's been lights out so far. Um, they don't need everybody. I mean, it'd be nice if everybody was good as Alvarado, but uh, the youngster, Andrew Vasquez has pitched well for them, given up some hits, but he hasn't been hurt. So I think that a a real key, Rich is uh, the pitchers that they're counting on aside from Alvarado. They've gotten great work as we've seen from Matt Stram and Bailey Falter at a starting rotation. Uh, But those were the question marks, right? Those are their fourth and fifth starters. The Phillies, the whole key to the Phillies right now, their offense has been okay, a little inconsistent. Uh-huh. They've gotten great work from the guys I mentioned, Alvarado, Strom, Falter. But the the starting pitching of Nola, Wheeler, and Taiwan Walker must get better. The bullpen work from Brogdon, Sir Anthony, Kimbrell, Bilotti has to get a lot better. If Sir Anthony, if, if, those, if those pitchers pick it up to even if they just come to their 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 career norms rich the phillies are going to take off they're going to go on a winning streak at some point
0: yes they will and uh just to to round out the podcast while we're doing it here on a wednesday afternoon uh getaway day for the phillies hey if you didn't catch any of the cincinnati series you got plenty of time to do it the next four days, because the Phillies go out to Cincinnati for four games. Uh, so, in the first two weeks of the season, we're going to play the Cincinnati Reds seven times. Woohoo! Isn't that
1: uh, so fun? So we'll, we'll we'll. And that'll be it, Rich. I mean, you see each yeah. team now uh, once each. Uh, I believe home and away, and uh, yeah. or I think it's the American League teams you see once. National League teams you see home and away. They'll be done with the Reds you know, yeah. after this weekend. So-
0: Seven games between the two. But uh, on this current homestand, some great numbers to talk about. We'll bring that up from the Phillies' notes, the press notes here. And they don't put bad things in the press notes usually, but let's read some of the good stuff. Uh, homestand for Alec Boehm. He's batting 333 going into today's game with two home runs and eight RBIs, four runs scored in five games. Uh, versus Miami so far this year, he's batting four forty-four with six RBIs and a home run in just two games. So um, Alec Bowen having a wonderful start to 2023. Uh, Nick Castellanos, uh, homestand currently, 444 batting average, four doubles, four ribbies, four walks, six runs in five games. Phenomenal. If he can keep that up the whole season, he's going to be one of the top Phillies producers in offense. Um Versus Miami for 2023 here so far batting 5.56, five for nine, uh, three RBIs in two games. So um, Nick Castellanos off to a tear of a start for 2023. Great to see it. Uh, he faced so much criticism in the stands last year. I was, I was just appalled at the amount of people that were. Off his bandwagon, even people that still are not on board with him. I just don't see it. Maybe I'm just a different type of fan um, after following the team for a few years, and I'm a little more forgiving of some players. But, you know, certain people are very critical, harshly critical of, of certain players. And he's one of them that's gotten a bad start out here in Philadelphia. But who's that? Castellanos?
1: Oh, well, yeah. Uh, he did get he, off to a bad start, Rich. You know, did, you really can't but, you blame know, like, people for. I mean, people are uh, ready he was, to throw a, he was off. a big, he was a big hitter, Rich, coming into the last season. We're going to coming into last season, big hitter, uh, offensive player, reputation. They signed him for big bucks right before the season started. Uh, he had a a terrible season by anybody's evaluation last People year. People were ready to throw him off
0: the uh, the Walt Whitman. Yeah, really, I don't know if it know. went
1: that far, but uh, <laughs> you know what? It, you know what struck me with Castellanos Rich was that through all of his struggles last year, and he did struggle, he, and it was he even struggled uh, mightily uh, offensively th- right through the postseason, oh. but. He never let it affect his defense. And he actually, he didn't come in here with a great defensive reputation, but uh, Bryce went down very early last year, basically missed the entire season defensively in right field. Castellanos had to step in and be the everyday right fielder. And he really was I'm, – I'm not going to say he was a gold glover, Rich. I'm not going to say his range is the best of, of all the uh, outfielders. But he made – he did make some phenomenal plays, and he didn't really make a lot of mistakes. Uh, he played an outstanding right field last year, and he's picked up with that this year. You know, Castellanos has, has shown himself to be a, a, a very good, you know, everyday right fielder if they need him. So um, uh, I've been – I'm I'm really pleased with his defensive play, and now this year, as you mentioned, he's finally his bat seems to be coming around, and hopefully the fans will jump on back on board. It seems like they want to, you know. You yeah. you, you saw during his homestand when he did have a couple of nice hits, uh, he's getting a nice ovation from the fans. So you know, we, obviously they need him, Rich. You know, and they just, need his his prior production to what he showed in 2022. I see his
0: hustle. Um... I got to be admittance after last year, we struck out a lot. It was always that look at the plate that I don't like, you know, just strike out and walk off the plate. Don't he's got kind head. of an
1: ornery, you yeah, know, yeah. look about, cocky, him, you know, yeah, almost cocky. Like
0: if you strike out, just walk away, you know, uh, from last year. Anyway, you can't change that now, but yeah, people are more on his side this year and he's doing better. Of course, there's yeah.
1: reason He's not honest, as like, kind of... you know, he's not as like lovable looking. He's not like a teddy bear looking kind of guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, 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 mm-hmm. so, and certain segment of the fan base, you know, goes for that kind of, you know, that kind of look. But a rough edge. And, and when you, you know, when you look kind of, when you look, even if you aren't, when you come across as or look kind of cocky, yeah. you better back it up. Yeah, you know, exactly. with your play or you're going to get dumped on really right. fast. And he didn't back it up last year. This year he's backing it up more and the fans are more behind him because, you know, you know, to rep here in Philly, we we are cocky. You know, we are we do have swagger here in Philly, so we don't mind a player like that. But we, you know, we want you to back it up on walk the, field. the
0: walk and talk to talk.
1: So far he is this year. So we're, we're, we're in the, I think we're all in agreement. Most of the fans that I've seen, seen and heard right now we're in the Cassianos corner. So hopefully he gets a turnaround kind of like we saw from Alec Bohm last year, you That's know, awesome. it's just at this time last year, right? Everybody hated Alec Bohm. And then it was right about this time that, you know, he took ownership, he turned his game around. And like you said, Walk the walk, you know, and now he, now everybody loves Alec Bohm. He's maybe the most popular Philly, not named Bryce Harper.
0: Awesome. Well, check out Matt's writing at mattvz.com. That's M-A-T-T-V-E-A-S-E-Y.com. Um, on More Twitter, importantly,
1: at Philly's at Bell Philly's, on Twitter every day.
0: At Phillies Bell. And then you can check out my blog at fightinphillies.com. Uh, Long-time blog. We have the longest independent podcast talking about the Phillies, to my knowledge. Uh, Been around since 2006 when we first started this show. The real Phillies talk. (laughs) Yeah, the real one. Uh, And at Phillies on Twitter as well. Thanks for tuning in to this podcast. I'm going to try to get it out before the game because I'm going to head up. But Matt, you have a great day and, and we'll talk to everybody on the next podcast for Philly's Talk Podcast. Take care, everyone. Talk to you soon.